0: Hey, we're back. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We've got a fun show today. We have been getting an influx of emails from podcast listeners and, and coaching clients and everyone in between, and I love the emails. Uh, most cases, when you guys email us a question, I'm able just to email back a link to a past podcast, which it answers your question. So um, today, we're going to do something a little bit different. I've been getting a lot of emails from a lot of agents, and Julie has as well. And Julie, my love, welcome to today's podcast.
1: Thank you. Pleasure to be here with you. Yeah, I had somebody, asked me at, to too. I had
0: somebody ask me mm-hmm. yesterday whether or not you were my wife or whether or not we were brother and sister. I thought that was funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we used to get that all the time. Isn't that funny? I guess we look enough yeah, a lot, we, uh, alike or something. We did.
0: Or no. <laughs> You're hard yeah. to hear. You're hard to hear. You might want to call back in. All right, I'm gonna so I'm um, Yeah, so here's here's basically what the scenario has been with these emails. I've been getting a lot of emails from people that are ill-prepared for uh, the changing market or ill-prepared specifically for this market. In other words, they just aren't prepared. So a lot of people came out of last year having crappy fourth quarters and having been slow first quarters because the interest rates were in flux, and buyers and sellers and everyone, just the normal consternations. Anytime there's even a tiny little ripple in the market, people overreact. Well, guess what's happening now? The interest rates have fallen again. The markets are heating up again. We're hearing more stories, and obviously, you guys, a lot of markets are experiencing what feels very much like a seller's market. Some of the the market that Julie and I used to sell in now, according to some, uh, this is when we sold real estate in Ohio, was uh, now supposedly the hottest market in the country. Well, let me tell you, when Julie and I sold real estate in Columbus, Ohio, it was not a hot market.
1: <laughs> no, Matter hot back, it was not.
0: Hot, it was not. Matter of fact, Julie and I never have sold uh, in a seller's market. Never, ever, not once. All of our personal experience is selling in a, you know, a drag it out, bare knuckles normal market. Not a hot seller's market like the only market most of you have ever experienced. But that's an aside. Now, we've coached obviously longer now than we sold real estate. We sold real estate for about 10 years, and we've coached for longer than that. And we certainly coached a ton of agents, literally hundreds, if not thousands, of agents in hot sellers. Well, more like tens of thousands now that I think about it. Oh, God, Julie, we're getting old. Anyway, yeah. so today we're going to be doing a podcast on two emails that I received. And I'm, going to, I'm not going to read the emails. I'm just going to set up uh, the emails um, with this understanding. Both of these emails were from people that were not prepared. And the title of today's podcast, by the way, is Scary But True Listener Emails. Don't Let This Happen to You. Okay, so I'm going to read these emails in a second. Now before, or rather, I'm going to summarize these emails in a second, and then Julie and I are going to address them uh, very uh, in our normal, very direct fashion. But before I do, I want to remind all of you that we are doing a live event. So those of you who ask us to do live events, and we do a live event, and you don't show up, it's your own damn fault. So the live event is taking place. April 19th in Georgetown, Texas. And for the next 20 of you who uh, do as I'm about to ask, your ticket is free. Okay? So, again, if you want to complain about us not doing live, enough live events, we do usually six a year, and you want us to do more, well, we're doing more, but you're still, you know, now you have to hold up your end of the bargain. So all you've got to do is text the word and uh, EXP Realty and Mellow Home are sponsoring the event, that's the the name. But text the word EXP event and there's no spaces, EXP event. EXP event, just text that word to three one nine nine six Text the word exp event to three one nine nine six and you're going to be sent a link. And a link is to the event page. If you just want to go to the event page too, it's exp um, what is it Julie, dash mastermind dot com. And okay. then uh, yep. just put in the word just put in the word Harris at checkout, and the ticket won't cost you anything. Okay, so there you go. We've set it so that only twenty of you can get free tickets. So if you're interested in going, if you're anywhere local to Austin, Texas, and you're, you know, come on now, what are you doing? It's Good Friday. You're on the 19th. You're probably not working anyway. So get your butt over to Georgetown and meet us at the event. So just text the word Harris to 31996, and then you'll be sent back an immediate link. Click the link um, on the checkout page, the registration page. Just drop in the word Harris into the discount code, and the ticket is free. Okay, I think I said it. Julie, did okay. you have anything to say, or should I just get to these emails?
1: Uh, you can get to your emails, and then I'll supplement with a little Facebook story when it makes sense. That's related to the topic. Okay. But you first.
0: All right. So I have received many. We received many emails like this, and these uh, and these are the two that I received actually late yesterday. And I asked both of the listeners if I could just summarize the email. and and respond on the podcast just because we've been getting so many of these. So this will be the new link that I send to everyone who's asking me the same question, okay? So here's the typical scenario. Now, if you're a Premier Coaching member, by the way, I see some of you doing something similar on our private Facebook page. Premier Coaching members get a private Facebook page where they get to exchange referrals, interact with all of our other members. I see you guys occasionally making the same mistake that I'm about to share. So that is inexcusable because you already have access to all the tools to solve these problems for you. But I understand that if you're a new Premier Coaching member, you have yet to really embrace all the things that Premier Coaching uh, gives you. But if you are a Premier Coaching member, a Harris Premier Coaching member, and you're listening to this podcast, as I know thousands of you are, uh, just remember you have all the answers to all the scenarios that I'm about to paint for you from summarizing these two emails, so you have no excuse to fall prey to the problems that these two agents did. Okay, so uh, scenario number one, email number one. This was an agent who had been in the business for about three years, and in both scenarios, neither one of these agents were top producers. all if I remember correctly, uh, this first one was selling something like 15 houses per year. You know, making a nice, nice living. Average commission was decent. Um, you know, just everything worked out cash flow wise. But most of his business came from uh, centers of influence and past clients. And that's what Julie and I call accidental selling, okay? Now, I'm going to explain what accidental selling is because it is true. Centers of Influence and Past Clients is accidental selling. Why? Because you cannot be uh, planning on when you're going to get a lead from Centers of Influence and Past Clients. You just – it's almost luck. Some people will call it Luck. Uh, some people will say, Oh, what are you talking about, Tim? I have a very closely knit plan with my centers of influence and past clients, and I drop off pumpkin pies and pumpkin seeds, and I drop off chat and widgets and wadgets. And I know exactly, no, you don't. You cannot control when one of the people in your list is going to raise their hand and call you to list their house. You cannot control it. You are hoping and praying, and all you're doing is you're just throwing more bait in the water, hoping some fish is going to swim by and grab a piece of your bait. That is accidental selling that is not professional. If you actually want to have a predictable, duplicatable business, yes, do Centers of Influence and Past Clients as your primary spoke, of course, but what you have to supplement that by is proactive prospecting, but I digress. So, this age has been in the business for about three years, all Centers of Influence and Past Clients all accidental selling now this is the scenario this is where he gets the email he said i have never had to compete for a listing (laughs) he said all my listings come from my centers of influence and past clients um, and he has got them, and some like he's you know spoils them with free you know I call them tchotchkes, you know the little junk you guys drop off at some of these centers of influence and in past clients. And he said I've been walking into listings and walking into buyers in my whole career. You know he, this guy evidently had some kids and was able to network amongst the parents of the children and all the rest of it. Okay, great. That's a good. That's a good business, I guess. It's like I said, accidental selling. It's not a business that anybody who's uh, serious about having duplicatable, predictable income would ever want to embrace wholeheartedly they'd all obviously want to have multiple spokes. The secondary spoke being proactive lead generation. But this is all this guy had ever done, and he had probably never had anyone like me barking in his head telling him the obvious perils of being an accidental, you know, having your business based on you know pure accidental luck. Okay, so he had an email from a, a seller in the neighborhood of which he sold a house, but he had no social bond connections. The neighbors didn't know each other. The neighbor who was calling out to have him interview for the job of selling the house did not know the seller that he had just sold. So they called off a sign, saw his sign in the yard, um, and said, "Well, I'm going to call you. You know, I'm going to uh, obviously interview that agent because he just sold that listing, and I'm going to have him out and I'm going to make him compete against two other agents at two other different companies." Okay. He emailed in a panic because he'd never had to compete before. He didn't know what questions to ask the seller. He didn't have a pre-listing pack. He didn't have a listing presentation. He was not professional. He had nothing. He had no scenario in hand. To which I asked him, have you ever, ever uh, gone after proactively like an unrepresented owner, a.k.a. FISBO, or have you ever gone after expired? Have you ever spoken to a seller That was not, you know, maybe just one degree or two degrees away from somebody that you know. He said, never. I've never had to. Okay, well, my first reaction was, good for you, but you can see what you've done is you're oversaturating. So let me explain. The Centers of Influence and Past Client list. The reason that that business is a backbone for your business is limited is because there's only so much that those people in your list are going to send you. So you have one degree people. One degree people would be like your wife or your husband, or one degree people might be your neighbors. But soon as you go to the referral that your neighbor would send you, then that's second degree. They're further out from the core. That means that those people that are further out from the core, from essentially that one degree person in you, they're going to have other relationships with other agents. So that means that the centers of influence and past client business is immediately, that business model is immediately limited because you can only have a high level of influence on the people that you personally know, not the people that those people hypothetically refer to you. You get it? Because the further out you go from the people that you direct know, the less likely you are to get that business because they will know other agents as well. You understand what I'm saying here. Then you're back with competing again. That's the reason that those of you who have centers of influence and past clients-based businesses have very frankly no real business plan whatsoever cuz you're just sitting around hoping and praying and then if you do get a referral from your one of your centers of influence and past clients you're sitting around hoping and praying that that person is not going to make you compete because you know you can't you think you can but as soon as you're put in a situation where they don't know you you are screwed because they're going to ask questions like will you cut your commission Will, what are you going to do? To make, why are you different than all the other agents? Why should I list with you? What is your marketing plan? They're going to ask you a scenarios about, will you give me commission back? Sometimes that happens. They might ask you, what's your guarantee? What's your communications guarantee? They're going to ask you questions that are going to be like, I, they're going to argue with you about price because they're not going to know you. They're just, you're just a stranger to them. You see what's happening here? In many cases, you're not going to know how to pre-qualify them prior to going out. So you're going to go on these appointments not knowing what they think the house is worth, not knowing what their time frame or their motivation is, not knowing anything. That's how most of you run your business. You're ill-prepared. You will have your ass handed to you every single time. You will lose every single time because you do not have a system in place to compete. That is the bottom line, and I, honestly, this listing that this guy was emailing me about was like the same week, and I responded back to him. I sent him some links. You know, He was not a coaching client, by the way. I told him he should have joined coaching about six months prior so he actually could have had his act together, and there was no chance he was going to get that listing because he didn't know anything. He did not know how to go after that seller, what questions to ask, how to pre-qualify. nothing. That was just a seller calling saying, listen, I'm going to give you the opportunity to list my house and in his case make about 14 grand." okay? And then he now, oh, shit, I'm a panic. I don't know what questions to ask that seller. I don't know what their motivation is. I don't know how to ask the questions without offending them. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Tim, do you have some sort of blue pill that I can swallow that will magically make me an expert at going out and listing properties? And my answer is, of course I don't. You have to actually do the work. So this is a scenario that many of you are going to be running into time and time again. You don't know what you don't know until you're face-to-face with the seller who's telling you no. You don't know what you don't know until you're face-to-face with the seller who's telling you no. You cannot have my listing because you obviously are not a professional compared to these other agents who have their acts together. Julie, is that too direct or is that about as brutally honest as I possibly can get? No, that's absolutely brutally
1: honest. Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing. Agents can develop a level of overconfidence when they ego. only list past center of influence, ego, direct referrals, or what you lovingly refer to as lucky listings. That's not the same as being able to compete at a high level. Now here's the thing that we're trying to drive home, at least part of where I think that you're at with this. In order for you to get to the next level, you have to do deals with people who you don't already have a connection to. And I'm going to give you a, a little – a snippet from a Facebook post from one of our existing premier coaching clients who gets this. And you know, we talk about the magic number of listings, the listings you have to have to create the income that you need month in and month out to meet or exceed, not just keeping the lights on, but having the life of your dreams. So this is from agent uh, Christopher Leon, who comes to the premier coaching calls virtually every day and has been actively working on getting his skill set to the point where he is now just one listing away from his magic number. He writes, another listing appointment tomorrow. Yeah, right? Past client who I did help rent their house, but he's competing on this. Cranking out a pre-listing package, so he got that done. I'm going to capture this listing tomorrow. What's the point? Get your pre-listing packages done. Use the damn scripts and get focused. I feel so much more confident going tomorrow, knowing that my pre-listing package will save me time and answer their questions. So here's somebody who gets it, got the pre-listing package together, got the scripts together. And it's just one deal away. Maybe today he got it. I'll hear on the call here shortly whether he took this because he shows up to all the premier coaching calls. Um, Right before his post was from an agent in L.A., Federico Salvatore, who's been working on a really killer deal. We've been using his um, negotiation with multiple contracts as a case study in our premier coaching program. You've got to take it to the next level to get what you need and not be dependent on luck. So, yes, I think that... You know, we have to be direct about this stuff because if we're not, they're all gonna lose out and they're gonna think that they're taking that next listing and then they're gonna have their butt kicked, which I hate to see. Back to you.
0: Well that's the but that's the typical scenario. That's where most of you basically you Here's the thing—it's crazy,
1: you know—and I'm not going to
0: drill down on this too much, right? They wait too long. I'm going to—I have a, another email summary that I'm going to share with all of you guys that hopefully you'll relate to. But why is it that your behavior—and everybody does this—it takes an absolute higher level of thinking. To not allow yourself to just take action when your back is against the wall, it takes a higher level of thinking to actually be prepared for different scenarios versus just waiting for the zombies to come over the horizon or the night since we can keep this close to Game of Thrones <laughs> since the since the, you know we 're back in uh, game of Thrones so yeah <laughs> all right so i 'm going to make a here 's a quick suggestion to all of you all of you need to consider Premier Coaching. Oh, God, Tim, you're now using your podcast to try to sell us your coaching program. No shit, Sherlock. Okay? So all of you need uh, Premier Coaching. And I'm going to give you two options. You can email me directly, and I'll connect you with uh, one of our new member coaches, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Or you can just request a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches by texting the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, To three one nine nine six. Now, when you do that, not only are you going to be entitled to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches, but you're also going to be given six of our books. The book that I want you to consider downloading—well, I want you to consider uh, downloading like immediately—is Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. That's definitely a great book. It's the sort of the seminal book on uh, how to essentially prepare your mind for success. But the other one that we're, we're particularly proud of, and that Julie actually put most of the Yeomans' work into ages ago is the real estate treasure map. When, we, when you hear us talk about spokes and you hear us talk about magic number, that's where it's all coming from. And the real estate treasure map is a fill-in-the-blank business plan. And if you've not yet done this before, uh, a real business plan, it's a business and life plan. It sort of interweaves really what your personal goals, all your business goals, and makes things so that they have a meaning behind them. So often when asked what an agent is going to sell this year, they, they'll just pick some arbitrary number you know, just to basically feel competitive or just doesn't have any meaning behind it. The magic number, as Julie said, is the number of listings you need at all times in order to meet exceed all your financial goals. It's very we drive our business and all of our business thinking around the idea that the product that you produce in your business is profit. Profit is the core focus that all of you should be having in your business. Everything else comes from the desire to have profit. You will do a better job serving your customers. You will do a better job running your business. You will do a better job overall if you're focused on profit because profit with that money you make – that is then used for reinvesting, you can become rich. Rich is where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. So I want you to get this book, okay guys? This will all make sense to you and you'll have a sense of real direction. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S to 31996. Text the word Harris to 31996. You'll be sent a link back to download the books and to schedule your coaching call. All right, now, here's another email. (laughs) Again, these are summary emails. and then both cases, by the way, I didn't. Uh, you know, this, this is these emails are like, you know, probably I get three or four, maybe six of these a day. It just depends on what the podcast was, honestly. All right, so here's another scenario. Now this one's a little bit more complicated. This agent, this was a gal, and she had two assistants. I remember her name was Beverly. Okay, and she said I could use her name, but I'm not going to read her email. All right, so she'd been in the business for, I think it was seven years, and she'd been getting leads. Again, this is another accidental, you know, agent whose business is based on accident, okay? So Beverly had been in the business for about seven years. She had two assistants. Uh, One of them was part-time. I'm remembering now as I'm giving you guys these bullet points. And she's getting her leads from third parties. In other words, she's getting her leads from here and there. I remember she was getting leads from Dave Ramsey. She was buying, actually, leads from a couple different sources. She was doing nothing proactive every single thing that she was doing was where where she was paying for a referral and in her email she told me how much of her revenue was going to basically buying referrals and I remember this but I'm just going to put this as a point she's paying on average now 32% referral fees now it's not a referral fee from one agent referring a lead to another she's explaining how it's like a blended cost for her Dave Ramsey leads for example which some of you guys know about you know in essence that's what she thought she was paying for this Dave Ramsey leads. For, the, um, you know, for the, her cost of her other lead sources, she was paying a third. But here's where it also got interesting. She was paying her broker what it amounted to about 17% with some sort of franchise fee, or I don't even remember what it was, royalty fee. She was paying about 17% off the top. So when you add 17%, Plus the 30 to 33 percent that she thought she was paying on average for referral fees, she before she pays any of her own personal overhead is working on a 50-50 split, and she didn't realize this when she sent me this email. She was explaining to me how not only has her her revenue has stayed the same, hasn't increased, so she hasn't increased anything. Not the number of units, not the amount of money. But the other thing that's happened is her personal net – now, she's probably thinking about this because it's tax time, right? But her personal net has not increased, and she said she's not been saving any money for like the past three or four years. And she says she's had the same amount of debt for the past three or four years. I didn't ask her age, but I'm guessing she was in her 50s, just, you know – you talk to enough people, you kind of get a sense for it, even if you're reading an email. So there's a scenario that a lot of you guys find yourselves in. Because you're not proactive lead generators, because you're you know, beholden to morons selling you leads, right – You have no control of your business. You have an accidental business that's predicated on you continuing to be the favored one to get leads. Look what Zillow recently did. All of you guys who have been in the business only long enough to, you know, be around when Zillow was around. Zillow's not been around forever, guys. Only for about a decade, selling you buyer leads. Many of you think that's normal to buy buyer leads. But now what's happened? The buyer leads have gotten more expensive. Oh, and now they're not wanting to sell you buyer leads because you're not one of the chosen ones. Oh, you don't have. Have a special icon, badger, you know, flowery description because you don't have enough. Ri- See what's happened? And you guys have been in this business, beholden to these companies selling you leads, and it was never sustainable. You did not have the foresight to look beyond uh, a day from now to realize that being dependent on anybody to feed you is always a mistake. You have to have your own skill set. You have to think of yourself as as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, or you will fail. And that is one of the biggest things that I've seen that's transitioned in this business is all these people come in. Look, if you're a new agent and you're listening and you want to email me and ask if you should join a team when you get a license, the answer is hell no. Do not join a team. You're just procrastinating learning your own skill set so you can have your own business. You did not get into business to join a team. So don't ask me that question. I'm not answering it anymore. <laughs> Joy, you're banned from answering that question too, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> the answer is always the same. Learn your own damn skill set. Learn how to be a listing agent. All right, so this person was seven years in the business uh, buying leads. Lead sources were mostly she was, getting, uh, uh, she was getting referrals from centers of influence, buying leads, online lead generation gimmicks, uh, nothing proactive, Lead sources were oversaturated. So here's the, for example, this lady told me about Facebook ads that she was running. Now, Facebook ads have been pretty much crappy for a long time. But she was running these Facebook ads, and she said that the Facebook ads originally worked, so she didn't understand what oversaturation went, it meant is where I'm going here. So she was running Facebook ads. They weren't very sophisticated. The Facebook ads then basically stopped working, and she didn't understand why they stopped working. And the same thing happened to her with other scenarios that she'd gone through. The answer is, is because even if you happen to be an early mover on a new gimmick, on a new idea to lead generate, and not all gimmicks should be ignored, some of them will work temporarily to generate business gimmicks themselves are aren't bad, it's those of you who don't know how to think of your business. You have to proactively lead generate and then if you want to introduce some gimmicks, go for it, but they have to be secondary and third spokes to your centers of influence and past clients. I think personally, you guys who are dropping off tchotchkes to your centers of influence and past clients, you're just in the gimmick business. That's all you're doing. All this online stuff with Instagram and all this other stuff, that's just the gimmick business because here is what happens. You're doing something that's getting some attention for you. You think you, you are naively fooled into thinking that just because you're getting attention and getting likes, that's going to translate to business. You are convincing yourself that I am building brand. Sound familiar to all you guys? You've been lied to, by the way, is where I'm going with this. And that somehow that brand will miraculously result in you getting business down the road. Okay. Now, I'm going to jump forward, and I'm going to tell you about a coaching client, and this really just happened to him. His name is Gary. He's going to be at the event in Austin uh, this week. Um, He's one of my personal coaching clients. Yes, so Gary had a—he's uh, been running radio ads forever, and he does a little bit of proactive lead generation. His radio ads work fairly well. I had him on the podcast, by the way. Well, guess what? Open Door is now doing radio ads, and Open Door's radio—Open Door's radio budget is a shit ton more than Gary's radio budget. So Open Door has been buying all the spots. That Gary had been previously buying, and even the spots that he wasn't buying, they are oversaturating on these radio channels, that, uh, radio stations that he's been buying ads on, to the point where. All the money he's been spending with these radios – so radio does not build brand, okay? Just so your guys are clear on that. As soon as you stop running the radio ads, people are going to stop listening. They're not going to call, okay? As soon as you stop doing the postcards, they're going to stop calling. Soon as you, that's the problem ultimately with all these things that you folks do not understand. You do not – you are not brand building, okay? You're, you can brand build in essence amongst the people that you help to buy or sell their house, But the idea that you can buy some sacred little carve-out in their minds so that when they think realtor, they think you because you sent them so much crap, it doesn't really work that way. You just sent them a bunch of crap. They might call you out on a listing appointment, but you're still going to have to know how to compete to get it. This is the scenarios that I'm painting for all of you that you don't seem to understand, that we hear constantly, that's causing you unnecessary pain and aggravation, and I'm hoping that you're going to finally listen to what we're saying is true. Oversaturation always happens with every idea. Oversaturation is going to happen with whatever you're doing now sooner than you think. The one thing that you can never be oversaturated on is your skill set. You can always make yourself better. An oversaturated idea just becomes ineffective. You can become really good at proactive lead generation, and that's something that can never be taken away from you. You can always even make it better. Look, I'll give you a really good example. One of the reasons that we started doing this podcast is because all of our competitors, not just the people in the coaching industry – Copy us. And they always have. They've copied our emails. They've cop- Some of them have stolen content from our website. We've had to you know, take action against that. We've had different people over the years replicate, copy, re-engineer what Julie and I have done. We're used to it. But the one thing that they could not copy is this podcast. Because on this podcast, you're hearing the authentic, real Tim and Joy, what we actually think and feel. And our competitors are not frosty like we are, so they cannot copy us. And they have tried. All of our competitors have launched podcasts, and you listen to them, and the podcasts sound like you're – I don't even know what. You're in your funeral parlor listening to the music. That's what this sounds like to me. Okay? I'm trying to make you laugh, but you guys get the point. There is a huge difference between somebody who is going to be direct and tell you the truth even when you don't want to hear it and somebody that's just trying to be nicey-nicey to fill airtime, right? So back to the point. This particular scenario, with this particular email, this particular person was getting another similar situation, getting a call out on a listing appointment, was not prepared for the listing. Now, the scenario wasn't like the first one, okay? But it was close enough. This person had no formal presentation; they had no 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 way of pre-qualifying, and in this particular case. Um, you know they did have some of something of a listing presentation, but the listing presentation was a mess. It was a combination of things they 'd found online it was a combination of things that their broker had told them to use a combination of just junk it was no formal presentation so Here's the bottom line that I suggested to this person in particular because I did respond to that email because they obviously had tried to take things seriously and make themselves into a formal – you know, have a more formalized business approach. In this order, this is what you do when you get a listing presentation. You have to – when you get an opportunity to talk with a seller, I'm going to assume this is after you've generated the listing lead. You call that seller up and you have to completely pre-qualify them. You have to know their motivation, their time frame. You ideally want to know everything that they owe. You can't always find that on public information. You want to know, most importantly, what they think the house is worth. And you have to know how to ask the question so that they will answer it. And I'll give you one of the scripts. Mr. Seller, listen, I'm going to be spending a couple hours on the um, CMA. A CMA is basically like a, you know, realtor, a, a realtor's version of an appraisal. So, what properties have you seen sell in the past, say, three to six months, or you know, maybe even Last week, that you thought were similar to your house, that I should consider putting in the CMA for helping to establish value. What properties in your neighborhood that have sold that you thought were similar to your property? Okay? Now, sometimes they're going to say, I don't know, maybe one out of 20 times. But other times, you're going to hear them tell you all the comps that they thought were most similar to their house. And in doing so, they're going to tell you what the house is worth, what they think the house was worth. Now, you want to know that before you go on the listing appointment. You want to know that, not only that, but you want to know if you're competing, obviously. You want to know who you're competing against. We teach you how to ask all these questions. Why is it important to know who you're competing against? Because if you're competing against a really kick-ass agent, somebody who's really dominant, you need to do your homework ahead of time so you know specifically what their stats are. You might find an agent who's perceived to be a really great listing agent but has a hellacious expired rate. You might want to bring that information with you to this listing appointment so you can point that out to the seller. Uh, Aggressive? Hell, yeah, it's aggressive. But this is how you win, people. Okay, maybe you're competing against a commission cutter. A hell of a lot of commission cutters coming out of the woodwork during seller's markets. And by the way, they go away as soon as the seller's market changes. I'm including all these online companies, you know, all these technology wonders who are just basically offering commission cutting. Okay? They all go away as soon as the seller's market goes away because the margins go away. But here's the scenario. If you know you're competing against the commission cutter, you, can't, you can talk to your blue in the face about how you're better and you're going to sell the house more, and we teach you how to do that. But at the end of the day, if you don't have something resembling a flexible fee commission plan, you're not going to get that listing because now everybody's offering a version of that. Big brand brokerages are offering you know, or at least have some tool or mechanism in place to offset the, you know, the red fins and the discounters. Do you? You don't. You won't get the listing. So we teach you how to offer a flexible fee commission plan. Is it commission cutting? No, it is not. It is basically a specific plan that caters to the, you know, basically you charge based on how the house sells. That's part of the pre-listing pack. Do you even have a pre-listing pack? So what's the point of a pre-listing pack? Our goal, I'll tell you how we originally created this, okay? Julie and I sold a lot of houses. We sold over 100 houses our first year in the business. We started to have more listing appointments than um, originally I was going on the listing appointments. And then Julie and I were both going on the listing appointments. And I know this is a first-world problem, but it got to be too much work because we were both – we didn't even see each other. <laughs> you know? We were just driving around going on listing appointments. It got that bad. I mean, got that good, but got that bad. And where we sold, we were so- selling in this big sporadic area. And to be honest with you, I didn't like going- Julie going on listing appointments by herself. Okay? So, what we then did is we had to figure out a way that we could have someone go on listing appointments for us. But I knew that there was no way I was going to find somebody that had the quo of Julia or myself. I knew it was impossible to find somebody that was going to have the motivation, the desire, that just – it wasn't going to happen, okay, just wasn't going to happen. So I had to make – Julia and I had to make a system that was going to compensate for that person's lack of, you know, desire, whatever word you want to have, I'm not going to be overly critical, but you get the concept. And so that's the reason we originally created the pre-listing pack. The pre-listing pack answers every single question a seller might ever have about listing with you. The pre-listing pack answers the question, literally, why should I list with you? Literally, why should I pay your commission? What are you going to do to sell my house? What, you know All the worst, nastiest questions that you guys live in fear of ever having asked of you in a competitive listing appointment, we've already answered in the pre-listing pack true story okay so the idea is you're going to get that pre-listing pack to that seller prior to you going on the appointment prior to them interviewing any other agents and when you do that what you and you follow the whole system it's not just a pre-listing pack and the pre-listing pack is obviously included in premier coaching and if you want to learn more about premier coaching just text the word harris to 31996 but when you do that when you send the pre-listing pack and you call ahead of time, make sure they've reviewed it, so you go there, you will find the nature of the appointment that you have with that seller is nothing like what you expect. And then we do have a listing uh, process that once you're at the seller's house, our listing presentation, when you followed all of our steps up to that point, is about 20 minutes. That's the truth. It's not some long, drawn-out thing. When you get to the seller's house, you will already be on the same page with the seller about the price, on the same page about the commission, on the same page about the marketing plan, on the same page about everything you're going to do to sell the house. So the tension that is normally in a seller's house when you go there to talk with them is gone. And I have news for you. Sellers hate having you over to their house to interview you for the job of selling their home. They do not like the pressure. For them, it's like going to buy a used car they do not want to have you over and disrupt their evening when you send them a pre-listing pack with all their questions answered and you removed all the stress from the situation of you know the scenario of having to choose an agent for the job of selling your home they will not only be grateful but they're actually going to tell you that they were listing with you because of the pre-listing pack we have n- brand new agents who have never sold a house um, maybe don't even deserve to get a listing because they're so fresh. We'll use the pre-listing pack and follow our seven-step listing process, and they will take listings. They will take listings away from skilled agents or agents that have been in the business for a long time, like these two scenarios I just gave you, because they know how to compete, because they have their head screwed on straight about what it's going to take to win consistently. That's what we teach you in coaching. So if you're wanting to know how you go to the next level, or if you're a brand new agent and you're wanting to know essentially how to make it so you can kick some serious ass in real estate, I am giving you just a sample of the things that you have to know. Do not waste your time on building an agent website or worrying about your damn CRM or worrying about your brand or worrying about all these other silly things that people have you try to focus on for the sake of selling you junk you don't need. You need to worry and focus on becoming a professional. Learn to be the person that the people want to hire for the job of selling their house. You have to be an expert for you to enjoy the levels of success that you think you deserve. You don't necessarily deserve it if you're not willing to put in the work. Do you understand, listeners? It's called doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. This is what I'm describing for you. I'm giving you a very clear path forward. So if you're listening to this podcast now, and you might be listening to it in replay five years from now, I mean, we have thousands of past podcasts that you can listen to at any time. Just go to iTunes or go to Stitcher or the easiest way is just go over to timandjulieharris.com and just click on podcasts and listen off our website. We have thousands of past shows you can listen to, but the bottom line is is if you're listening to this now or in future and you're not taking action on what I'm telling you, if you're saying, oh, you know what? <laughs> oh, I'm going to go and patch my own uh, PLP together, a pre-listing pack. I'm going to figure out my own process. Why would you do that? Why? Why would you do that? I'll answer, your, I'll answer my own question because you're not really serious about your business. If you're truly serious about your business, wouldn't you automatically want to gravitate towards this proven system that's proven to work in every price range in every market in every market scenario, right? Wouldn't you want to actually just screw, you know, screwing around, trying to create your own system, set your ego aside somehow magically you can do something better, even though you've got no real experience doing it, and just latch on to something that's proven to work? Why wouldn't you do that? It doesn't make any sense, does it, right? I mean, it doesn't. It's insanity. So, guys, listen. We've made it super simple for you. Text the word HARRIS to 31996, H-A-R-R-I-S to 31996, you'll be entitled to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches, and we're going to give you those six free books. But listen, guys, I know maybe I had ratcheted up a little too high for some of you on today's podcast, but I have to in order to get through your blockheadedness. This is the, these are the thoughts, this is the actions that you need to seriously be taking, otherwise you're going to be like, you know, the countless emails that Julie and I get on a, you know, regular basis of these people that are somehow magically thinking that one little response of an email, you know, we're going to send them some magical, mystical blue pill that's going to solve all their, pro- their problems and overcome, you know, overcome their lack of preparedness and their lack of professionalism. Here's another little magic thing that happens when you actually have your shit together in your business. When you know what to say, know how to say it, you have a system, you have a pre-listing pack. You actually want to go after sellers. You're not avoiding them. You're not going to drive by that FSBO because you know you've got something that you're proud of that nine times out of ten is going to get that listing appointment for you. This process works, guys. Please do not procrastinate. The year is getting away from you. You are going to either, at this point, you could still have a fantastic year or you could have a horrible year. It's really up to you. Are you going to continue doing what you've been doing and expect that you're going to have a better result? No. You're going to have the same, if not worse. And by focusing on what you're truly making in in terms of your net income, you may have discovered that you are actually making less and less money year over year over year. Have you ever actually taken the time to figure that out? Maybe you should. Text the word Harris to 31996. If you need us for anything, if you want to email me directly, it's Tim at com or Julie at com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at TimAndJulieHarris.com.